All right, everybody. John Ramstead here. Welcome to the Eternal Leadership Podcast. Sandra Crawford-Williams, my co-host. Now, Sandra, we talk a lot about launching and raising and parenting both, you know, young kids, our adult kids. And a big part of that is just really having a, a vision statement for our family, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we can't just hope for the best and like roll some dice. I mean, we have to, if we're going somewhere, we need a roadmap. We need a roadmap. And um, in January, you guys heard one, uh, just a, one of our favorite guests, Scott Beeb, and he talked about the two most important non-negotiables in running a small business. He's probably one of the the best kind of practitioners and coaches in this whole world of just creating organizational excellence. And we were going to have Scott back on. And um, what we found is that actually one of the things that has led to his client success is focusing on their family, which starts with a family vision statement. And uh, we have this interview with Scott, who's just a phenomenal leader. Uh, his podcast is My Business on Purpose. But Sandra, we're going to dive in and uh, without uh, too much intro here and just walk through that process with Scott that's just very practical and actionable on actually how to create a family vision statement that not only incorporates the whole family, uh, but also just makes it really practical, right? Yeah, and if you're sitting there going, oh, great, a vision statement, uh, and don't don't you dare turn this off because <laughs> let me tell you, I tend to kind of roll my eyes at that kind of stuff also, but let me tell you, this is real, it's tactical, it's, um, it's something you can apply today when your kids get home from school. Um, I mean, it is a huge wake-up call. For me, it was, you know, that um, we can't just keep doing what we're doing and expect our kids to, you know, turn out to be these beautiful humans in adulthood. You know, it really takes some intentional parenting. So um, without further ado, let's hear it because it's amazing. Yep, you're going to love it. We've already taken the stuff in our family and we're applying it and our actually our kids are excited about it. So here you go. Scott, welcome back to the Eternal Leadership Podcast. John, Sandra, I am delighted. I can't believe you invited me back. Thank you. Well, you know, so here's something crazy, everybody listening, is Scott came on. It was episode 194. And Scott, uh, I got to tell you, our, our conversation and what you have put together to help small businesses, right? There, I mean, you're, that is what you do is to help small businesses just absolutely rock their vision and serve their families and serve this world and make money and, and do it all well. Um, and we had an amazing conversation on uh, some of the non-negotiables in business and how to create a company vision and how to manage your team effectively. Uh, and we and we were going to have you back on today to really talk, uh, you know, about you know to continue that conversation around businesses and uh, folks out there listening. You know, with your, uh, we just decided to make a pivot, and here's why. <laughs> um, uh, Sandra and I have both been through halftime. Maybe you guys are familiar with the book Halftime, and we were down in Dallas for a meeting of the Halftime Alumni um, uh, Fellows Institute. And Bob Buford had passed away the day before we got down there. And it was just an amazing event because we were all together to kind of share, you know, what Bob had done in our lives. He was a big part of launching me. But as people, you know, person after person shared what they've done as they've journeyed from success to significance. A huge theme that came out of this for me, my biggest takeaway, because Scott asked me, hey, what was your biggest takeaway from the time down at the Halftime Institute? 
you know, it was, it was about building a thriving family. And I came home and I shared with my wife, I said, you know what, honey, um, here's my vision for the family. Someday when you and I are both gone and we're looking down from heaven at our family and there's our three boys and their wives and their absolute best friends and they're living joyfully and their kids are running around and they're honoring the values and the vision and the mission and the purpose uh, and the relationship with God that we sowed into them while we were there. And I said, okay, now we got to figure out how to get from where we are now to that vision. And I was just sharing that with Scott and he goes, oh my gosh, John, you got to go to this link. This is um, creating a vision for the family, Scott, right? It's just as important, if maybe not more important than what you do for your company. Um, what, what do you, you know, when you kind of hear that, what is your, what is your, what jumps to mind for you? Aaron Walker always tells us we can always build you another business, but we can't build you another family. Mm. And, uh, it sticks with you when you think about that. And I am, uh, looking at life through the lens of a 17, 15 and 13 year old right now. Uh, we just went, uh, through our first prom, uh, literally two nights ago or three. Yeah. Two nights ago at the time of this recording. How fun. Yeah. And we had a blast and I'll be honest with you, John and Sandra, we've, we've gone through the, the teenage experience up until this point really with uh, intentionality and focus. And we don't feel like we've been lost. It's been difficult. It's been challenging, not because our kids are overwhelmingly beast. It's because the teenage years are really difficult for them. And so us sitting next to them side by side, working through decisions, coaching through decisions together, that's tough. It's just hard inherently. And so with that, it's, in, it's, it's what uh, I think Seth Godin would call an emotional labor. So it's mm. labor, but it's not a physical labor. It's an emotional labor. And so uh, look at it this way, guys. If, if I decide that I'm going to get in the car, as soon as we're done here, I'm just going to go get in the car. And I said, hey, John, Sandra, y'all hop in the car with me. I, I would assume your first question would be, where are we going? And yet in our families, we hop in the car every day to lead our families. And for the most part, collectively, we have no idea where we're going. And then we're shocked and frustrated when our kids are 25 and 37 and 42 and 58 and they're aimless. Well, we never gave them a vision. And so why in the world would we join a baseball team that doesn't have a vision of eight wins or a championship or something like that? In the same way, do we want to be a part of a family that has no clarity of where they're going. At that point, guys, every decision becomes in play instead of every decision being, wait a second, that doesn't fit. So no, we're not going to do that. And so our part of our mission, which is different than a vision, by the way, but our, our mission is uh, to be a light through adventure, creativity, and time around the table. Therefore, the decisions we make uh, in fact, I'll take that third one of time around the table. We've got kids in activities just like everybody else does. And so what we've decided to do is prioritize the table, but it doesn't have to be our table. And so a lot of times, uh, and during the spring, for instance, our table is a bleacher that's at a baseball field. And so while we've got one child who is uh, on the baseball field, we've got two other kids that are with us on the bleachers, and that's our table. And so we prioritize that. Then they can break. They can go do whatever we want. But we're going to eat together as often as we possibly can that's within our control. That's a part of the vision that we have and it's part of the mission that we live by every day. 
Well, that's awesome because, you know, I think, you know, a lot of us as parents, right, we're, we're doing what was modeled to us. We're trying to figure it out and we're kind of hoping for the best, right, as we kind of as we raise and lead our family. And you kind of hit on that as why this is important. Um, I'd love for you to share, Scott, a little bit about because we're going to dive into how to do this. What is the difference between a vision for a family, a mission, the mission for the family and in your and in your mind, why is it so important just to kind of kind of put an exclamation mark on what you just said? Okay, great. So to me, there is no difference between a vision story for a family and a vision story for a business. Mm-hmm. And there's no difference between a mission for a family and a mission for a business. But there is a difference between the two, vision and mission. So let's dive in on that real quick, and then I'll give you an example of a couple. Uh, and it, just our own. And so the vision story is nothing more than a detailed snapshot of the future of your blank. Family, business, baseball team, whatever. So a vision story is a detailed snapshot of the future of your blank, and you fill in the blank. So kind of like I shared that vision, looking down on my family someday, just living out a full life, joyfully, great relationships. That is is where we want to get to. That's a vision. That's a start. I would actually want you to be very, very detailed. So, for instance. Okay, love it. Yeah, if you've got a a 14-year-old. So, for instance, in your 10-year vision, your 14-year-old, what you would like to say, and this comes from them, by the way, not from you. Mm. You're just helping them walk through the question. But what ends up happening is for your 14-year-old, you see blank. For instance, one of the questions we ask is, do our kids want to be married when they grow up? And so far, all three of our kids are consistently saying, yes, they do. Okay, so our vision is set out. At this time, it's set out another seven years. And so in our seven-year vision, we've got one child who is married in that, 17, in, in that seven-year vision. Now, I'll tell you, that makes life really real <laughs> at that point. When you start realizing that in seven years, I've got a child who's 24 and married, which also means that potentially in seven years, I could be like a granddad. That's crazy to me. And so it makes my mind shift into my thinking. Now, all of a sudden, I look at my 17, 15, and 13-year-old and go, wait a second, what can I maximize? What can I maximize during this stage right now? What do I need to shift right now to maximize this time, knowing that my life in seven years is probably going to look dramatically different. But you don't get that perspective until you really begin to drill down and look at the details of what the future of your family looks like within those next three years or seven years or 10 years. Does that make sense? Uh, Yes, it does. Because, you know, starting to talk about that now, uh, it's funny that you brought that up as an example, because we were actually just talking to Matthew about that, my 14-year-old this weekend. You know what we actually did over dinner last night? Donna did. She prayed for this future wife because she said, hey, God knows exactly who this woman is. And so Donna was praying into her and this future relationship. And Matthew actually thought it was pretty cool. Just think from a kid's perspective to hear mom Mm -hmm. pray for that. Mm -hmm. Even though in his little mind, he's going, I don't even know what that means. You know, I don't even know really what that looks like. I see mom. (laughs) It was a bit awkward for a 14 year old, but I thought it was really cool that Donna did it. Heck yes. And the deposit that's going to make for him down the road, he's going to remember mom praying for you, Susie or Jenny or whoever down the road that lady happens to be. And so you start intention, but think about this, John. And so think about you write a a family vision down and part of your vision is that this little guy is married to blank 
at, you know, at the age of 25, you've got that written down, not the name, but is married to a person who is a blank. And so for instance, for me on Mondays, typically I've got a prayer sheet and on my prayer sheet, I pray over our three kids and I also pray over their spouses and who they're going to be. And there's a lot of things that I pray over for that. I pray for purity. I pray for their relationship together. I pray that they'll have a lifelong marriage. I pray that there will not be a day in their marriage that there's not love exhibited service and all that. Why would I pray that? Well, it's because I've got that written down in a vision, and I know that's where our kids ultimately want to go. So I'm going to go ahead and preempt that uh, by praying over that. And you can take that. That's not that's you know it's pretty over spiritual example, but you can take that in every example. For instance, in trades and skill sets, one of our children is more into adventure, photography, video, things like that, recapturing stories, and she's been around the world. Well, that's kind of one of the things that she would like to be in is education, but in a global setting. So we're already starting to pray, not only for that down the road, but we're also giving her opportunities today. We're not buying her stuff here. What we're doing instead is money that we would normally spend on here. We're diverting that into travel. And so we're taking her around the world. So she's been in Nigeria twice, and she's only 16 years old, about to turn 17. Wow. That's pretty awesome. But we've diverted those dollars because of the vision. We've not done it because we're just swimming in money. We've diverted that there because of the vision. It was purposeful. That's right. And she knows it's purposeful. And the the boys know it's purposeful as well. Our summer this summer is going to look very different. Because of the same vision that we have, but at the age of the kids, our summer this summer is going to look different. Normally, we would all go to Nigeria, but this summer we're not going to do that. We're actually going to spend some time in, in, uh, in Italy and I'm actually going to work a little bit during that time so our kids can see me working in a global setting. And so it's a much different, same vision, but a much different context this summer versus what last summer was like. So l- let me ask you this, uh, Scott. A lot of people listening out there, right? Um, let's say they're like, well, okay, I love this concept. I love this idea. But if I just sat my kids down right now at their different ages and said, okay, everybody, family meeting, we're coming up with our vision and our mission and we're, our values and we're going to go through this, uh, you'd probably have a lot of kids that are like, you know, uh, maybe I'm just thinking about my family, right? I think the kids might be like, oh boy, uh, or maybe rolling their eyes. Uh, I know uh, one of my sons would love it. One of my sons would definitely be, you know, can, can we do anything else? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on kind of how to get this started. Now, I know that for people out there listening, um, that Scott has put this together also in an amazing framework. So the link I want to share with everybody is called createafamilyvision.com. So that's createafamilyvision.com. So if you're out and about, you can remember that pretty easily. It'll also be in the show notes. But um, how do you get started? And then what does kind of the process look like, Scott? Yeah, so it's real easy. We decided um, this was actually about a year or so ago. We were working with a heroic small business owner, and he looked at me almost like dazed and said, "Wait a second, we're spending all of this time and money building this for my business. Why don't I do this for my family?" And I just kind of stopped and I was like, "I don't know. Why don't you do it for your family?" And he said, "But what? Like, what do I do?" And I said, well, do what we just did. And he said, I'm going to need you to lay that out a little bit more. And so (laughs) uh, we kind of put it all together. I wrote it out and we just simply filmed some 
video tutorials made it pretty fun. So if you've got younger kids, if you've got super young kids, you know, one, two, three, it may not be a great fit for them right now. But for the kids that are kind of in elementary school and above, we've made it a little bit fun, not overly goofy like Barney to where your 14-year-old, your 18-year-old is just going to continue to roll their eyes. But we had some fun with it. There is a unicorn reference in it. So, you know, we tried to laugh. But the other thing we recommend people to do is literally just get out sheets of paper, construction paper, butcher paper, pens, Play-Doh, whatever. Like not just for the kids, by the way. Um, I played with the Play-Doh more than the kids did because I'm, I'm a fidgety guy as well. Um, but what we did is we literally did this for our family. And then I took the exact same structure, recorded it, put um, templates with it. And so it's all on there. And we literally charge people thousands of dollars to do this for their business. And we've got the whole course on there for 39 bucks. I mean, it's the it's the like the most mindless 39 bucks you can ever spend in your life. Um, because just to sit down for an hour or two hours and work through this stuff, that deposit alone, even if you never reviewed it, which I hope you will, but even if you never reviewed it, just that deposit of loan of your kids remembering that we sat down and had this conversation will absolutely be a stake in the ground and will change the trajectory, if not just for a bit or a degree, it will change the direct, uh, trajectory for your kids. Okay. You know, as I sit and listen, there are a lot of people out there, you know, Scott, they're listening to this podcast and they're small business owners or maybe they're director level or maybe they're CEO in a big giant corporation and we're all juggling. Right. And everybody's working like crazy. And, you know, it's our passion is to help people get off the hamster wheel, you know, kind of to have the courage to stop the crazy cycle and get off the hamster wheel. But, you know, specifically small business owners that you're passionate about, you know, they come home from a long day at the office. They try to maybe have dinner with their family or go to a baseball game and watch some little league. But then everybody goes to bed and they're up doing payroll and they're doing all this crazy stuff, you know, and there's 12 medium small, 12 million small to medium sized businesses in America. So this is speaking right into their heart. Um, but, you know, what I see as I'm out there, because I'm one of those people, right? is everybody's trying to um, be everything to everybody. And I kind of think sometimes that maybe I'm trying to overcompensate because I'm working so much. I then try to, um, you know, be involved in everything. And, and there's this thing, and I know you're passionate about it, the, the FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Yes. So this one's on this baseball team, and this one's in this play, and this one's playing this indoor football, and this one's got... Uh, guitar lesson, and this one has this, and this one has that. Um, how do you counsel um, people through that fear of missing out? You know, I see it now. My kids are all having birthdays, so they'll be seven, nine, and thirteen. And wow. you know, there's by second grade, you have coaches saying, "Well, if he wants to play golf, he needs to quit baseball, and he needs to practice golf five days a week." Um, you know, we're in the process of leaving a golf team because we were just told that because I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so how do you, you know, counsel these folks that are like, well, but if we don't do it, they're going to be behind. If we don't start playing golf in second grade, then he'll never make the high school team. You know, how do you how do you counsel those fears? Mm. Let me take you through a real time example. All right. So one of our children plays baseball and Uro. he's yeah and he's pretty good at it 
And uh, he's been told over and over and over again, come play for this team. You ought to play for that team. He just got told a couple of weeks ago, you, sh- you should stop playing for that team and come play for this team over and over and over again. And here's why. is because that team has never had a college scholarship come off of that team, but we've had X amount of college scholarships come off that team. Okay, so let's, let's play this forward. I've got buddies who have kids who play college sports. I played football at a Division I SEC school uh, on a scholarship. So I, I've seen behind the curtain. And so let's just follow this forward. Let's say that you spend uh, 20 to 30 weekends a year at your travel sport of choice, in this case, baseball. So that means your other two kids, on average, are going to go with you, and they're going to be baseball orphans because they're watching brother or sister play baseball or softball over the place. I'm not knocking this, by the way, if this is you. I'm just saying, let's just follow the logic because you're asking me a question, ultimately, Sandra, that has an emotional response to it, and I want to give you a pragmatic response and see how it kind of frames different, especially in light of a family vision. Nothing in our family vision is laid out for this particular child to be a major league baseball player. It's not on there. In fact, when we asked him about it, he was like, nah, don't really want to do that. And so we laid out from our vision, and now what people are selling him on is a college scholarship. Well, let's run that through. I've got a friend whose son plays at Valdosta State as a starter at Valdosta State. That's a decent program. It's not a Division I program. It's a decent program. And because of the nature of baseball and collegiate sports, they're all kind of the same in terms of the number of scholarships. This particular school has nine, and this son is a starter on that played baseball year-round. He was a 20, 30 to 40 weekend a year travel baseball player. Dad constantly coached. They were constantly doing baseball, constantly. He shows up and gets a $3,000 a year scholarship. $3,000 a year. And, by the way, there's only nine players that play on the field at one time. They have 35 players on the roster. 35 players on the roster. And he gets $3,000 a year. The, the odds of him even playing at Valdosta State were low based on the number of kids that play baseball just in the state of Georgia. Now the odds of him playing at a single A level are low where he'll make about $1,000 a month or $2,000 a month, then double A, then triple A. The odds of him playing at major leagues are minimal to nil, and he is a great baseball player. All right, so once you get to the Major League Baseball Baseball League, another one of our uh, vision with our family vision for our, our kids is for them to have a family and to be married. The divorce rate of a Major League Baseball player is 80-plus percent. So let's say we push our kids at 20 and 30 and 40 weekends a year. Then they go get a $3,000 scholarship to a, you know, a Tier 2 school, and then they just happen to make it and trudge through the single-A, double-A, triple-A leagues, and then they get a roster spot, there's an 8 out of 10 chance that they're not going to achieve their vision because of the divorce rate at the Major League Baseball level. How in the world does that fit within our family vision? And so when they come after you and say, well, if he doesn't do this, then I don't care. That's not our goal. Your goal, coach, and my goal for our child is very different. Now, there are some coaches out there that you guys are aligned, and that's where you want to be. But with this family vision, we literally get to sit down with other people and go, hey, we just want to share with it. This just happened. Our child didn't get to play the last two games of the season because he missed the spring break tournament. We didn't know about the spring break tournament because of uh, we planned this trip for six months. 
But our family decided to go on a trip together because we uh, value adventure, creativity, and time around the table. So we went on a trip together over spring break, valued that time. We've only got one left with our oldest child, by the way. And he sacrificed that tournament and missing two games. Well, the coaches were frustrated, but their goals for him and my goal for him is very different. And so to have this vision in place, to be able to go back, to sit down with our child and say, hey, do you understand why we're making this decision together? And he understands it. Yeah, he didn't like it. That's okay. But he understands it. And I guarantee you, he'd have much rather been where we were last week than being on a baseball field last week. Yeah. I mean, we, we're pushing our kids these days to just levels of burnout that are fascinating to me. And not just sports-wise, but academically or you know, in the arts, whatever it is. And so this is just a real hot button for me because of the age of my children and same sort of thing, you know, you got to play club baseball and you have to do this. Oh, but you can't, you can't play golf. And then you got the golf guy going, oh, well, you can't play baseball because you have to play golf five days a week. And I just laugh. I'm like, he's eight years old, Yeah. Y- you know? And so the, I, I, this whole family plan is great because if you have that vision and mission and you sit down and you agree to it, then everything that comes along, every opportunity, every partner school play or every baseball club team that recruits you, you can put it up against that vision that's already created and go, okay, guys, let's sit down and have a family meeting and talk about it. Does this opportunity fit with the family vision? This is something we should do. Yes. Um, and, 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 you know, if you get everybody's buy-in up front, it just makes it a lot easier. Yes, that's exactly right. And everybody's working from the same playbook at that point. Right. And so, and what I'm hearing uh, is kind of like looking at that vision, you said, hey, you need to kind of go in and have more details. And what I'm thinking in my head is actually pulling out the elements for the family as an organization, right, as a unit, but also the individuals and and kind of pulling that story out and kind of backing into what are those elements. So if my son, who is that passionate person for baseball, and actually his goal is to play in the MLB, but expanding that conversation about life and relationships and marriage and, and you know, the other things he wants to have in his life. Maybe it's adventure or creativity, things that you guys have talked about. Then that just really opens up how we work with him, how we different way to have a conversation. And then so we have these kind of these elements for the family in each person that's part of the family. Is that correct? Yeah, and and so think about that, John. Let's say your son does want to go play in the major leagues. Now that changes it the other way. For instance, you might look at the 20, 30, 40 weekend uh, a year travel baseball schedule and go, that doesn't fit us either, but he still wants to play in the major leagues. There's got to be another way. And so you look at that and go, okay, well, maybe that means private lessons for you. Maybe that means reaching out to three different collegiate coaches when your son's still in the eighth grade and building a relationship with them and saying, hey, can we come visit your school and and learn about your program in the eighth grade? Can we come swing by a practice a couple of days you know, uh, in, in the season? Can we, you, you become creative around that and you put that onus on your kids to go, Hey, we can't do 40 weekends a year. That's not, we, we can't do that with our family. It doesn't fit our overall family vision, but you have a dream to play in the major leagues. And so we want to see how that comes together because here's the reality guys. Now it's so saturated for, I'm just sticking on this idea of baseball. The travel baseball is so saturated. Nobody stands out there either. And so everybody's like, hey, if you want to stand out, you got to do travel, whatever. Well, guess what? Those are flooded too. So what it's done is it's created opportunities for those of you who are intentional 
and creative to find new alternative paths. Uh, I heard somebody mention the other day that if you want to get into uh, Harvard, you've got a much better shot of getting into Harvard by creating a relationships with the physics professors when you're in ninth grade so that they will vouch for you when you apply versus if you are getting a perfect on your SAT, if you're perfect in your GPA, if you've done all these classes, well, guess what? A thousand other kids have done that too. But you're the only one who's created a relationships with the physics professors from ninth grade on because you're so passionate about giving, getting into Harvard. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, one of the things that, you know, I think you make a plan and then you count the cost. So one of the things we've been doing, just as a side note, is to reach out to people at that level and find out what they did to even be competitive. And, you know, Matthew, is it is are you willing to do what they have done to get to have a opportunity to have those results? Right. Yeah. And think it, about it can't this, be just Matthew, a dream, right? <laughs> that all of a sudden no, he feels crushed he later, start a later down the road. Where a 14 year old interviews major league baseball players or retired major league baseball players. What 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 retired major league baseball player is going to turn down a 14 year old podcast interview? Oh my you know? gosh, that's a brilliant idea! By the way, I'm going to bring that up to him. That'd be fun to do together. <laughs> so you start to my 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 two boys and I started a podcast. We haven't published it yet. We're getting a few under our belt, but it's called the House Shoes Podcast. And the reason it's called the House Shoes Podcast is the first time we did it, one of my boys was in his house shoes, and so we just called it the House Shoes Podcast. And in there, he's writing the script. My younger son's doing the little engineering. Um, behind the scenes. He's basically pressing the record button and stop and doing a little fade in, fade out and all of that. And so they're building a script. They're writing this thing out. They're doing an uh, Amazon Echo joke of the week. Uh, They're doing a lyric of the week of one of their favorite songs. They're doing a current event of the week. A couple weeks ago, it was the uh, American British French bombing of Syria. So to kind of hear it from their own perspective, I mean, there's all sorts of things that they can do that these channels are wide open. You don't have to be like everybody else. And the crazy thing, Sandra, you talked about fear of missing out earlier. What are we afraid of missing out on? What everybody else is doing? Are we afraid of missing out on something unique and creative that we can put that nobody else is doing? And that's what a family vision can lead you into. Amen. Now, now we talked about vision. And in the beginning, we talked about vision and mission. Um, how, how do you define mission, Scott? Or, uh, okay. Scott? So the mission statement, so if our vision is a detailed snapshot of the future of your business, the mission statement is very simply what drives you out of bed every morning. And so I told you when we first got on the call, Monday's my favorite day of the week. And that's not a lie. It is. I love Mondays. And the reason is, is because of our business mission to liberate small business owners from their chaos. That's all we do. It's the only thing we do. When somebody asks, hey, Scott, so what do you do? I liberate small business owners from their chaos. Oh, well, how do you do that? And then I get to tell them how. Nobody's inspired by the house. Simon Sinek's talked about that endlessly. Mm-hmm. But people can be inspired by the why uh, and what drives you out of bed. And so for us as a family, so the business, what drives me out of bed is to liberate small business owners from the chaos. Because as Sandra, as you mentioned earlier, they're all in it. They're swimming in it. And we can help liberate you from that. Well, from a family perspective, what drives us out of bed is to be a light through adventure, creativity, and time around the table. Yeah, I love that. Adventure, creativity, and time around the table. And, you know, the time around the table, when I think for small to medium-sized business owners, is so hard. You know, they're, they're up at the crack of dawn. They're working all day. 
they might make it home by 7.30 or so. And then, you know, in some families, kids are in bed by 8.30, 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So there's there's precious, precious time together. Uh, it's something we try to prioritize is, um, you know, at least five out of seven nights a week to have meals together. And and that's a stretch goal. That doesn't always happen. Uh, you know, that's hard. three kids and I always say three kids and two jobs. You know, I'm managing five schedules. And so the best thing I did for all of the women out there that are listening and, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you know, your husband's an entrepreneur. Uh, or you're you're in the office every day. You're working out of your home, whatever it is. Go spend a hundred bucks on an instant pot. It has <laughs> changed our family life, and I'm not joking. Because you got to plan meals, you have to go shop, you have to prepare. Well, an instant pot can cook under high pressure in like 20 minutes, which normally would take a crock pot like 10 or 12 hours to do. And so, you know, all of a sudden. I can throw something in and and actually have dinner ready instead of everybody getting home and then like, oh, wait a minute. I, I know that sounds so silly, but it is. I have had every single person I've recommended it to come back and say, it's the best $100 I've ever spent for my family. Mm. So, you, you know, and things don't have to be complicated. I love your idea of the dinner table can be the the stands at baseball practice, right? Um we, we try to do that. We, we hit Subway, you know, and we'll get That's a couple right. 12 inch subs and we'll go have it. We call it picnic time. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do that. But, you know, it's, it's hard also, I don't know, cause you have three kids too, and you have, um, a girl and, and boys. So how do you balance it between kids? Right. Because one wants to play baseball. One wants to do this. One wants to do that. Do you have any mechanism that you use to sort of, you know, do trade-offs among the children? Yeah, no, I, I balance just doesn't exist. I'm convinced now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I used to like it. I used to think that it was this golden thing out there. Uh, but this side of heaven, balance doesn't exist. And so um, where balance doesn't exist, grace does. And I'm so grateful for it um, because when I look at our children. I mean, I've coached one of our kids way more than I've coached the other two. Um, well, what that's causing me to do now at this stage of the game is start to redirect some of that time. It's causing me to redirect some of my schedule from a day-to-day standpoint, which means I'm going to sacrifice um, potential earning income in order to go coach because of the family vision. And so with the balance idea, uh, honestly, Sandra, we've done the best we could. Now we have access to tools that most people don't. We've got a set of grandparents that live here locally. We've got a 16-year-old who can drive. There's things today that are way different. And so I want to encourage families that have kids uh, that are in their uh, kind of elementary, middle school years. Uh, If you've ever been on a kneeboard behind a towboat, there's that moment where the boat driver can swing you out wide to the right and you're going really, really fast, almost like a slalom skier, way out ride to the right. And if it's a really good towboat, what they can do is, is swing you out as far as you can. Then they will cut the boat back, right? And you've got so much speed, you will literally go around the boat. It's like a 360 on the boat. It's, it's quite an amazing thing. When you're parenting elementary school kids and middle school kids, and they're all in that age, you don't have anybody that can help you drive, essentially, The torque on that handle, when you're as far out wide as you can go that that boat is putting on you, your knuckles are barely holding on. And then the boat cuts back and momentum takes you. 
That's where we're at now with high schoolers is the momentum is taking us and we're very aware that we could sink at any moment if we lose speed. Whereas with the elementary school and the, in the uh, middle schoolers, our knuckles were about to fall off the handle. The torque was so hard. (laughs) And so it's really different parenting. So when we were in that stage, Sandra, what were the tools of balance? We didn't even have a vision at that point. Uh, what we were hoping for is we had had some friends tell us that they had raised their kids so that they would be a great, uh, great adults to sit down and have coffee with. And that was our aim is we wanted to have kids that were going to grow up and be great adults to sit down and have coffee with. And then when we got our vision in place uh, over the last couple of years, that was there right in the midst of that transition of white knuckles about to fall off to, oh, my gosh, there's no torque anymore. And I'm going purely on momentum right now. And that's the stage that we're at. And so I want to encourage maybe the cessation of going after the idea of balance and instead going after intentionality. And that's where vision can really, really help. And some people even say, well, is it quantity or quantity, uh, quality? It's both. Do everything you can around all of it. Um, and well, Scott, what about work? I, I, I don't know. Write your vision down and do the best yeah. you possibly can. And then trust that God's grace is going to cover everything. Yeah, John and I speak quite a bit about that there is no such thing as balance, that, you know, you have seasons, right? And a season could be a day, like, okay, we're going to focus on this today. Um, you know, hey, guy, and, and it, it's uh, going through seasons with clear and intentional communication. So, okay, guys, mom's not going to be home tomorrow night. Dad's going to, you know, get you dinner and put you to bed. But you know what? I'll be there when you wake up the next morning. So just letting everybody know what's what season you're in. And and it might be, you know, a season for a year where, hey, guys, daddy's trying to make partner. And so, you know, this is where we are. And you have open mm. communication about it. So everybody knows exactly where you are. I think that's key. Um, but but that whole idea of just communicating everything up front with your children so that when things happen, they go, oh, yeah, well, this is this is what we're doing as a family to reach our goals. Um, that is life changing instead of a kid going, well, where's yeah. mom? And why, you know, why isn't dad here? And, you know, well, I, I'm at sister's play again. And why am I always sitting here? You know, so the whole idea of making a plan first and then communicating it, everybody's a part of it. You know, John, it's very similar to what we talk about, how we have our own decision-making making matrix. So we know, all right, here's our, here's our goal. Here are our strengths. Here, here's, here are the things we're going to focus on. And we get asked to speak and coach and, and do all these projects all the time. If you have something to bounce those decisions up against, then it's very simple. Okay, no, this doesn't meet my criteria. So, you know, you and go Sandra, back. And Sandra, it's unemotional at that point. You don't have exactly. to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. That's what John well, John says. You know, John, tell your story about how you got asked to be on that board and how you handled that because it is exactly this. Well, yes, yeah, Scott, I was, uh, you know, I think uh, having some clarity about your vision, your purpose, and your mission, both personally, your family, your your business, um, because then you have a framework on what to say yes to and what to say no to. And when you can say no to somebody confidently and tell them why you're saying no, I got to tell you, it's a gift to them. Um, and it's a gift to you. Um, and right. it's important. And, and I had a question for you, uh, because this is actually something we're struggling with right now as a family. You know, let's, let's think about those, I think, really from 14 to 25 years old, right? Our young men and women that we're, mm-hmm. we're leading, we're discipling, we're mentoring as parents. They're kind of moving into that phase where they're, 
you know, they're moving into more, you know, adults um, and helping them think through how to create a purpose for their life, something where they wake up excited, they're motivated, they're uh, moving into something versus just doing what everybody else is doing around them, like college, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm going to go to college and figure it out. Um what are some your thoughts, in, you know, in using this process to really give a huge gift to, you know, these these younger folks that, you know, we have as kids so they can be a little more purposeful? Yeah. Know their own why. I, to me, uh, and, and we're just just getting into this. So I'm just going to tell you a play we're calling. I don't know if it's going to work or not. Um, I, I hope it moves the ball forward, uh, but we'll find out on the back end. Uh, 20 years from now. Right. And so the, any of this stuff, by the way, I, I, I got to be very clear. I'm not a parenting expert. I'm not a dad expert. I'm not a kid expert. I'm not any of that stuff. These are literally just the plays that we're calling right now and that we're hoping that move the ball forward by faith. And so um, what our goal is to do is the vision has carried our daughter over the last couple of years through a lot of decisions. And before she goes off to university, we want to sit down and really start to rehone and redefine her mission, what drives her out of bed in the morning and the, the, the strategic vision she has just for herself. Um, and we'll follow the same process to get to that point. Um, the other thing is we've not talked a whole lot about, but we've got family values as well. And in those family values, that's really where, Sandra, you were talking about something that alludes to kind of filters of decision making. You know, where do I go to school? Do I make this situational decision? Do I buy this car? Do I spend time with this friend? Those are things that you, be, you can begin to run through the coffee filters of unique core values. And so if you value um, adventure, then you look at that situation and go, okay, that friend's adventurous. And then if you value, let's just say, I'm just going to use a word, um, uh, you value wholeness. Let's say that's something you value. So you value adventure and you value and you value wholeness. Well, you've got a friend who's wild and crazy, so that means she's adventurous, but she's not whole. She's broken. She's fractured um, because of the things that she wants to go into. Then you look at that situation and go, you know what? It's probably not the best person to hang out with. Doesn't align with my values. Not saying anybody's ever going to be perfectly aligned in your given situation, but it certainly gives them a place to start. So yeah, that's a place that we'll start working through here in the next probably six to nine months. And when we go through that process, maybe we'll document that as well. I think that's a great idea. I'm coaching a few high school juniors right now. And I met with one of them this weekend. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out, okay, what, what do you want to do? Right. It's not just where do you want to go to college? Cause if you can figure out how has God gifted you, first of all, what's your Ephesians two ten calling college becomes just a, one of the steps to get there instead right. of this big, scary life altering decision. Um, but, but it, it should be a fact based, non-emotional process. So I, I love that. I think you should document it and that can be your next series. Great idea. Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, hey, how do people connect to you and find you, um, what you're doing, how you're doing it? Yeah. John, I, I told you this last time, and you and Sandra, I'll tell you both this time. It's it, there's uh, Building a podcast ain't easy, uh, as they say. And so I'm, I'm even grateful that you would have me on and that you would ask me uh, for connection points. I just want to tell you thank you um, 
for that. So there's two places. Uh, one, you can go to createafamilyvision.com. It's all spelled out, createafamilyvision.com. The other is you can go, if you want to do a vision for your business, uh, we've actually put our money where our mouth is there. Um, you can go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision, mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision. And uh, you get access to our entire vision tutorial for business along with the template. Um, but either way, make sure you go get your, uh, your family vision. Like I said, it's 39 bucks. It's, it's for what, for the investment you're going to make there, uh, go do that. And we would be delighted on the back end to see how we can serve you there. Fantastic. And also, I want to mention your podcast, which is Outstanding Business on Purpose Podcast. So you guys pull up your iTunes app or anything on your Android phone, just type in in the search Business on Purpose, and you can scri- uh, subscribe to uh, Scott's podcast and uh, give him a rating and a review on there. That would be, I'm sure, very welcome. <laughs> Heck and- yeah, man. We love that podcast. It's literal coaching. I get out of a, a coaching call. And I get into my truck and I flip on my podcast app and you hear just what I went through and what we walked through. So especially if you're a small business owner uh, who wants to be liberated from your chaos, that is the place to go because we are literally doing real-time coaching on the podcast. Yeah, and you guys, man, you know, the one thing you guys do that I appreciate, man, you just pour out your best stuff. It's not like yeah, you're, it's not like you're going 80% of the way and you hope, you know, the other 20% people are going to just, you know, hire you for something. You're pouring out your best stuff and that's what I love and I think that's why you're doing so well cuz then people are like, "Well, man, I I need more than just his best stuff. I want I I want to be working with his team." So, um but hey, it's just as we wrap up on this topic, just what are some of your your final thoughts, Scott? Implement. That's it. Uh, I think it was Gandhi who said an ounce of practice is worth tons of preaching. And so we could sit here and talk for more, eight more hours and we'll give you all kind of crazy stuff. Um, but if you act for five minutes, that's going to be more powerful than eight hours of podcast. So Joe Callaway says vision without implementation is hallucination. So that's the biggest thing. You've got the tools are right there in front of you. Uh, we've talked about some some URLs that you can go, whatever it is. Go after it and go do it. Write it down. As Habakkuk, God, God told Habakkuk, write the vision down so that those who read it may run. If you're frustrated because your family's not running in any particular direction, I, no offense because you've not written it down. And so that's the next step, man. Implement. Outstanding. Scott, thanks for your time. You are welcome back anytime you want. You are Sweet. awesome. Love talking with you, my friend, and keep knocking them alive out there. Thank you both. Absolutely. Have an awesome run. And I know everyone is going to be out checking out this family process and and bringing it home because, I mean, this has the potential to not just change your current situation, but to change your legacy and generations to come. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandra. Sandra. 